0: Buddy,
1: I'm disenchanted.
0: Oh no! Is it yeah. because you uh, suspended me off the podcast for a week? <laughs> Kissinger tweets. What? My Kissinger tweets.
1: Oh right, because you love him. You were sad. Yeah, I said,
0: I said Kissinger. Every... I don't even know her.
1: <laughs> you said every Kissinger begins with K. <laughs> you sad about that or? <laughs>
0: Am I sad about one of the most evil men of the 20th century dying? Eh, You know, you never like to see death.
1: What's the process of like Nobel Peace Prize? Because he got one apparently, right? A Nobel Peace or UN Peace Prize? A UN Peace Medal? (laughs) Just saying words. Kissinger Uh, Peace uh, Award.
0: Was awarded the Peace Prize. uh, Yeah, he was. Hold on. He he got the he got the Nobel Peace Prize in nineteen seventy-three. What was For he doing? Ending Prize the motivation? war
1: and restoring peace in Vietnam.
0: In Vietnam, yes, of
1: course. Oy. Oy, 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 oy.
0: Do you know of his actions? Like, do you know how bad Kissinger was?
1: What I do know about him is that our dad hated him.
0: I know our dad hated him because of the a Pakistani conspiracy theory. Which I don't know if it's been proven out or not, but um the conspiracy theory is essentially that he was the reason why uh Butto got hanged or hung. Oh. Is it hanged or hung?
1: I only think uh, about hung when it's talking about dogs.
0: At you know, right after the passing <laughs> of the great Henry Kissinger, the fact that you are you have dong on the mind. <laughs> um yeah, so the conspiracy well it's not a conspiracy, the, the accepted myth in Pakistan is that Kissinger was kind of responsible for motivating the overthrow of Bhutto with uh, Zia because okay. Bhutto was in favor of uniting all of the Muslim countries, especially the Arab countries, because they had oil, right? And Kissinger said that this cannot happen. they will give the, the Muslims too much power. That's the You know what's
1: funny? Our mother, this isn't funny. <laughs> our mother has likened uh, Joseph Robinette Biden to a similar thing. She believes that he's the reason why Imran Khan has been um, was cooed by the military. They cooed so, him. Yeah. the
0: The, the thing is, um, there is listen. There is no denying the fact that American foreign intervention in countries like Pakistan is a real thing. Like America does have influence and all those things. Right. Um, Imran Khan fans um, have that to point to. I think there were some cables that were released. I think the intercept had an article about it, basically just saying that they weren't getting along with Imran Khan. So they were like, if people were going to be turning us against Imran Khan, America wouldn't mind it to put it uh, nicely. Um, The the deeper conspiracy theory is that America actively paid members of Imran Khan's party to get him to uh, get voted out or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's basically the thing that's going on right now.
1: All right. Well, anyway, back to Kissinger. Yeah. The um, the Cambodia stuff. Yes. Genocide in Cambodia by the hands of Henry Kissinger. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. He uh, he authorized like the bombing of Cambodia. Let me let, let me uh let me know if this sounds familiar. Um, because the Viet Cong was in Cambodia and they were in tunnels. And America uh decided that it was a worthwhile action to bomb Cambodia, basically carpet bomb Cambodia, killing citizens, um, as long as it got the Viet Cong out. Does that mm. sound familiar at all?
1: I don't know. God like yeah, not so even that, new plays. It's like
0: that, Yeah, ex- exactly. Show me something new.
1: <laughs> keep it fresh. If yeah. you're gonna do war crimes, at least keep it fresh, okay?
0: <laughs> Excite me. Yeah,
1: yeah surprise me with sh- something.
0: We've been running this shit for 54 years, man. Come on. <laughs> um Ugh. and then that led to like the fall of the Cambodian government and then that led to the Khmer Rouge, which was a killing fields and in- millions and millions of people died. Right. Um, but like, this is like the, you know, like the, like the two different worlds that we live in. Um, so like Kissinger is directly responsible for the murder of let's say 500,000 civilians Mm -hmm. and he's indirectly responsible for like millions of civilians because you know, he, and then what I remember about him is because we, we only got to see Kissinger later in life. Right. Um, In 2001, after 9-11, when they were trying to motivate people to come back to New York City, they had these, like, fun ads with New York celebrities, um, Uh and one of them was Kissinger uh, uh, batting in Yankee Stadium, and, like, he hits a ball, and then he runs around the bases, and then he, like, (laughs) slides into home base, and he says, Derek who," and then... Rudy Giuliani shows up, and he says, New York is a magical place. So, like, you know, it's so crazy. Like, okay, of course, New York needed to come back. 3,000 people died. It's the the most tragic thing in the world. But you're using a fucking war criminal to advertise New York, which would be bad, except one of the other ads was Woody Allen ice skating. So, you know.
1: We nailed it. We got them all. Oh, we got Woody actually.
0: Allen. We got Mayor Rudy, and we got Henry.
1: Now, in 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 the campaign manager or, or the in the advertising person's defense, at that mm-hmm. time, Rudy was beloved.
0: Oh, Rudy was America's mayor. <laughs> Who didn't love Rudy? This is bef- this is before his uh, his head started to melt. <laughs>
1: this is before he held a press conference at Four Seasons Landscaping. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh a time for war criminals, huh? Yeah and you know what? I wonder if like if like Netanyahu's pissed, right? Like Kissinger died and I was supposed to be the main war criminal and now yeah, everybody's exactly. talking about him.
0: I don't know uh if this is using the word uh correctly, but is this what the young people called Riz? Is Netanyahu <laughs> uh jealous that Kissinger's death is taking away his Riz?
1: <laughs> no,
0: no. Or is he? Or is he cloud chasing? I don't know how this works.
1: No, none of those things are correct. Riz stands for charisma, and it is oh. yes, it's short for charisma.
0: You know, as you put it, I think my only, my only place in the world, if I am to survive and to <laughs> potentially find a mate, is on the strength of Riz, because. The rest of it is not working out. The money is not going to work out. The profile is not going to work out. (laughs) Face, God bless.
1: That's true. Your uh, main currency in life is riz.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But even that is limited.
0: It's not like a sexual riz. It's more like a, hey, he's around.
1: (laughs) It's a tolerable riz. It's like a... It's, you know, I'm going to go a step ahead. It's a, a better than tolerable. It's like a... I wouldn't say enjoyable. I'd say it's like a, like what's the step between enjoyable and tolerable?
0: I'm gonna say it's a trustworthy Riz, where, you, you, where somebody could say, hey, you know what? I trust this person to go and do a chore for me, but that's it. Like, you know what? He can go pick up something for me and bring it back as long as I don't have to spend time in the car with him.
1: Like a task rabbit with Riz. Like a task
0: rabbit, exactly. <laughs>
1: anyway uh, um I'm, I'm 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 feeling disenchanted by the government yeah. i had a town council meeting yesterday that went like, somebody texted me and was like how did that go and i just texted them back the gif of dorinda saying not well bitch <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah so i was i was told that you were going to be going mm-hmm. i was looking forward to updates And then at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I better not send a text message asking how it's going because it's probably not going well. Otherwise, I would have heard back. See we're talking about it?
1: Yeah. So I live in a town that is very um, liberal. Okay. It's very diverse. Okay. I read this quote today that was like, that said something about how, hold on, I'm going to read it instead of fucking it said let's be clear there is a vast difference between diversity and inclusion and liberation and justice one enjoys the feeling of my presence the other embraces the fullness of my humanity i was like first of all bars that's good stuff right there Mm -hmm. because it's totally true right like that is that i think like so much of our um our world right now is all about like dni dni right like it's all about diversity and inclusion. Like we're so inclusive, but like I, I don't think that we ever. I, I think that people feel like just allowing people of different beliefs or people who look look different than white people to exist is like enough. Like that. Look, I'm so mm-hmm. inclusive, yep. but we're not. We're not actually going to talk about, uh, you know, pulling people out of the oppression that they're in as non-white people in the world. But anyway, the town is very diverse. Okay. Um, And so that's why we chose to live here. It's a really good town. It's awesome. It's very liberal. Um, But I've mentioned this before that we've been struggling with just how the town has been dealing with Palestinian Arabs and Muslims. It's just not dealing well. Um, Our town has, you know, and I'm never going to fault anybody for after October 7th making a statement, a public statement saying that they stand with the Israeli people or they stand with Israel. That's Mm -hmm. in line with the rest of this country. That is America's stance, right? So I don't ever blame government officials for saying it, even if it's not necessarily something that I agree with. But I understand when it happens, right? That's fine. And there's a huge Jewish population here. I completely understand wanting to put that out. But there's also a huge Muslim population, and there's also a huge black and brown population here. And a lot of the black and brown communities in my town see themselves in the suffering of the Palestinians. They see themselves in that struggle. And they really, they've always been tied to the Palestinian liberation movement, like uh, from the beginning of time. I feel like when, when I was like in college, it was like you had to explain to a white person what the Palestinian point of view was. But whenever you would talk to a black person, they were like, I already know about it because we understand that for so long. It is such a well-known thing Mm -hmm. in, you know, black activism. So in my town, the struggle that the town is having is that because there is a a prominent black and brown community here, a lot of those people also feel unheard because the town hasn't done anything for the Palestinian community. They have never – they have not even released a statement. They did did one like – two weeks ago, that was just a word salad. It was like, hate has no home here. And we love peace. And what is a home, if not an abode, where people can be inside in peace? And what's a house besides a place where peace can exist? It was like one of those. It was yeah. just like nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And children, we should love them too. And I was like, all right, like I, this literally does nothing, right? So what we've been doing is we've been going to the town council to say, listen, you haven't done any outreach or any uh, community building with the Arab or the Muslim or the Palestinian population or the residents in your town, right? So yesterday, the plan was that we're going to go there and we are actually going to do during the public comment section, which everybody gets five minutes, is that we were going to go up there and say our names and use our five minutes to hold a moment of silence because the town refuses to, and make that Mm -hmm. statement. We -hmm. want you to self-reflect in the uncomfortable silence of your inaction. That was the goal. It was gonna be amazing. Mm -hmm. Sounds incredible, right? I was like, where's the cameras? What a story. (laughs) I love a show, I'm a showman. We get there, there's other things going on. They're trying to build a movie studio in this town. Why? Don't know why, okay?
0: I, I, listen, I, I don't mean to minimize uh, your efforts, <laughs> but the AMC in West Orange needs – it needs an upgrade. I'm sorry.
1: Not a movie theater, a movie studio. Oh. Yeah, to make the movies, the old walk-in pictures over here. Um <laughs> like one of those, you know? <laughs> and so um, – And I get it. There's a like we live, you know, near a lot of arts areas, like a lot of people that live in town actually work in in the industry, like a lot Mm -hmm. of people that live in my town work on Broadway, they work in film, they work in costume design, they do a lot of stuff. And they are all like, this is a bad idea. Because when people come and make movies, they make movies and then they leave. Like there's not like a it's not like a constant like flow of funding. Anyway, I digress. This is not important. There was a a vote that was happening about the movie studio business, right? So usually public comment is in the beginning of the meeting. They held public comment and they said, we only are allowing public comment for items related to this resolution that we're going to vote on, which is regarding this studio. Mm -hmm. And we will hold public comment, the rest of the public comment, for after we're done with this work. We're like, okay, we got there at like 6.45, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10 o'clock, no public comment. And they are just stretching it out. I was Mm -hmm. like, is this filibuster? Like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) So at one point, one of our uh, comrades was in the hallway, ran into one of the council members and was like, please, I beg of you. Like, we've been waiting here. Just let, like, at least five of us go up and speak, right? Like, it's 25 mm-hmm. minutes. Just, like, let us speak. Yeah. And he was like, all right, fine. Like, I, w- I will try, okay? I will try to pass a amendment where we take a break from the business that we're at and then we give you guys some time to speak because you've been waiting so patiently. 11 o'clock. Jesus. So they're like, we're going to do a two-minute recess. We're like, okay, maybe it's happening. After two-minute recess, we come back. I line up because they say, wanted me to go first for my, in my group. And they're like, uh, yeah, we got to finish our work here. We're not going to open for public comment. And we're like, what? And so the guy who we ran into the hallway was like, no, like I I mentioned to them, let's try to do it. Let's vote on it. Because anytime they make a change, there's five council members. They have to vote on it, right? Yeah. Two to five, two to three. They say no, no public comment. And they go, if you're really that upset, you can go on Zoom and tell us about it later. (laughs) Can you believe that shit?
0: Um, I can't believe that shit because they're fucking assholes.
1: Yeah. And then, and like no remorse, no remorse. Like they were like, thank you for indulging us with your time. Fuck you. Okay. (laughs) So we walked out doing a shame chant. All of us, we said, shame, shame, shame. And we left. (laughs) It was great. Um, But real, all of that aside, do you want to know the most insane part of the evening? I I do. Is when we got there, an imam came up in the beginning of the meeting. Mm -hmm. They brought an imam from a mosque that nobody's ever heard of, but sure. He's not from West Orange. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they had him go up there and he made a prayer. And he made a prayer that started with, dear God, I ask you for forgiveness for the violence and the oppression and the anger and the vitriol and the hatred and all this stuff. And I was like, you really brought a Muslim man in the beginning of this meeting to shut us up by having him come up and make a prayer for forgiveness for the violence of the world? Are you out of your mind? And he didn't even utter the word Palestine. He didn't say the word Palestine. He didn't say anything. It was like a generic peace thing. It was so wild. So we were like pissed already. It was like not a good time. We all go home. We get on Zoom because they allow us to do public comment then on Zoom. And everybody's saying on Zoom, like I went on, I was like, I don't feel safe. Like the, the whole point is, I'm like, I'm not interested in going to the town and debating with people about the meaning of the word genocide or apartheid or anything. My point is that I live in a town that has refused to acknowledge an entire community that's living here and suffering, and we're just asking for support and we're asking for outreach, right? And at the end of the meeting, the count, the town council president said. I mean, I don't know what more you want us to do. We brought the imam.
0: Oh, no. He did. Did he actually say that? She did. Oh, that piece of shit. Oh, you know what the imam sounds like? That My immediate connection to it is so for years and years, the Washington NFL franchise, right, was rightfully yeah. called out for their name. Yes. Right? And for years and years, they would trot out fake native american chiefs um who would be like oh no you know that is actually a word of honor we should never change it changing it would actually be a grave offense to us god i gotta find out who is this imam
1: nobody knows nobody got his name and then he left right after like he didn't even stay he just like came did the thing and then was like i'm out like it's fine (laughs) what was that and he was like, and then she she was like, you know, we need to like, you know, we need to do some unity stuff. Like we got the imam, maybe we get a rabbi next time. I'm like, yeah. And then you get a priest, you take him into a bar. Like, what do you, what are you saying? Anyway, it was really frustrating, but uh, uh, fuck democracy, I guess. What is it even? Who, who knows?
0: Uh, ah, not fuck democracy. So, you know, there are obviously... um impediments that people in power know how to exercise right like they know how to this wasn't by the way a filibuster that's cute that you thought that you were being filibustering (laughs) um
1: it was went on for four hours
0: i got filibustered um no uh but you know that's the kind of shit that people in power know right and they can pull the obviously is frustrating obviously it is bullshit and I'm really sorry that you and your comrades, by the way, good use of the word comrades. (laughs) Um, I'm really sorry that you guys went through that. And I'm sure it's very frustrating. And I'm sure all of those things, right. The the positive to take out of this is that what you guys are doing, what your intentions are, are obviously right. Right. Because like a person who has logic and, you know, good for whatever that means doesn't have to resort to bullshit moves like this right yeah these are the actions of somebody that knows that they're wrong and that is scared and is you know using whatever they have at their disposal to try to quell um you know you know righteous um you know activism um and so you know i hope you guys don't get too disheartened by this um, and if anything, this is something to build from, you know what I, mean? yeah. like, I I don't know how much energy people have, you know, it's easy for me to say, I have not been, I, I, uh, I don't know if I could, if I, if I would have the patience for something like that. Right. But if you guys can keep up your energy, you should just keep up your energy. And at the end of the day, I mean, even though the town, um, like the town government isn't on your side and the town government is doing the things that they're doing you know, that's not who you have to talk to. Those aren't the people that you have to talk to. The people that you have to talk to are your other citizens. And those other citizens may have opposing points of view. But, you know, if the people are good, and I do believe people in general are good, sometimes it's hard to see that because they're hurt, or they're fearful and all those things. But if they're good, they're going to want to have a conversation. And that's all you got to do, man. You just got to try to find a way to have conversations with people. You got to create more spaces. You got to, you know, you got to do all of this work and it'll, it'll bear out. I mean, that's really all you can do. Um, but you yeah. should take pride in the fact that you guys tried a thing. You guys tried it. It didn't go exactly how you planned it, but that doesn't change the fact that you tried it.
1: Yeah, we're going to keep on trying. You so, try using
0: TikTok? Maybe TikTok is a way to go. <laughs> Should you guys do a flash mob? Maybe next time do a flash mob. Is that
1: still a thing? Oh my God. People started to get restless and somebody suggested a dying. I was like, I'm not laying down on these floors. Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's not the point. I don't want to do any of this stuff. Um, yeah,
0: genocide is genocide, but have you seen when's the last time you saw somebody vacuum the floor? Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. A public space on the ground? Get out of here. (laughs) Haven't I been through enough? (laughs) Anyway, uh, you want to talk about Julianne Margulies? Your girl. (laughs) Mine.
0: Amy Schumer, Julianne (laughs) Margulies, Henry Kissinger.
1: (laughs) The kid from Stranger Things.
0: The kid from Stranger Things. I I think that's what you said would be your dream dinner table, right? The four people (laughs) that you
1: invite. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah let's talk about Julianne Margulies That piece of garbage
1: Yeah if you missed it she went on a podcast And said just like the wildest Most Islamophobic things ever She and racist She was pissed
0: Pissed Homophobic it was amazing
1: Yeah she was pissed at Black lesbians And she was mad That they were posting anti Zionist things And she said are you crazy? She said, you, you're black and you're a lesbian. You're lower than low. <laughs> I <can't laughs> she said that. She said, she said, I'm like, they're going to, you know, and then she made a whole bunch of homophobic stuff. She said that if you go to a Muslim country as a black lesbian, they're going to chop your head off and play soccer with it. Just like the most barbaric, like super anti-Arab, anti-Muslim, like tropes that you have ever heard in your life.
0: That, you know, that that soccer thing was actually pissed me off because we grew up in Saudi Arabia and our older brother and I used to, uh, we used to beg our dad to get us a soccer ball and it was 20 reals and you had to go to like the sports store to get it. Apparently this whole time I could have just lopped off your head <laughs> and played fucking head soccer with, the, with your head because number one, you're a woman and number two, you're annoying. <laughs> using, using Julie's uh, uh, Julie's um, you know, logic.
1: God. And then she was like <laughs> the worst part is it's like that's not bad enough. And then she says because I play a lesbian on the morning <laughs> show I'm it offended. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, mean it's the gall. Um, I anyway. knew
0: she was a piece of shit um when on er mark passed away and neither her nor doug ross played by uh george clooney showed up to his fucking funeral he was their best friend and (laughs) they didn't show up to the funeral um but seriously so do you know about juliana margulies and archie punjabi have you heard of that? No,
1: I was hoping that you could tell me about it. Because I, as soon as it happened, mm-hmm. the, all of Twitter was like, this is why Archie Punjabi hates her. And I was like, what happened with her and Archie Punjabi? They were on the show called The Good Wife?
0: Yeah, so they were on the show called The Good Wife. They played best friends on it, right? Okay. And I remember the story when it happened. I watched, I think, maybe the first couple of episodes of The Good Wife. Um, because I thought it would be interesting. Anyways, but it was a huge hit, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, Juliana Margulies was the star of it. And Archie Punjabi played her best friend. And Archie Punjabi was a big fan favorite. Like, people Mm -hmm. loved her, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the story goes that this did not sit well with Julia. Julia? Mm. Juliana? Juliana. Juliana? Let's just call her Julie. Jules. Jules, yeah. This did not sit well with Jules, right? So what you saw was Archie Punjabi's scenes uh, getting drastically cut. Um, To the point where she was eventually written off the show, right? And people are like, why the fuck are they getting rid of such a popular character? And, you know, people asked Archie Punjabi. She was like, well, you know, it's the writers. What can I do? Right. But apparently it's because Jules was not a fan of all this. Right. So when the show was ending the last season or something like that, right, they had both of them in a scene because they were like, oh, we're going to bring back Archie Punjabi for this scene. And the best part is the scene, it it was very obvious that they shot them in two different locations. So like, yeah, because it had to. Because Jules uh, didn't want to be in the same room with Archie Punjabi. So she has been a piece of shit for a long time. I think this Mm. happened like 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. And you know what's going to happen, guys? She's not going to lose any jobs. Not at all. Not a single job.
0: I hope not. Oh, Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that is not, not what happens. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens from here on out. Right. Like I see, you know, the, the result of all this, the result of everything that's happened since October, the result of people protesting and all those things is that obviously the message is out there that, the Palestinian side is the humanitarian side because once again, and it's it's so frustrating that people need to hear this. But tens of thousands of people have died yeah. in this conflict in the last two months yep. right, from the Palestinian side. And that is a drop in the bucket of the number of Palestinians that have died over the last 75 years. So, you know, Palestinian citizens. Right. Yeah. That have and and the word for that is genocide. That is yeah. just what it is. Right. Um. It's. I, I'm sorry if if that makes people uncomfortable, but that is the word for it. Just like the word for what happened in Cambodia is a fucking genocide. That's what yeah. you call when you kill people. Yeah. Um. So that's that has been the prevailing narrative. Over the last, I'd say, like two or three weeks, there has been a shift. There is an active shift by people trying to um, change the narrative, right? And and the way that the narrative is changing is that anything that is anti-Zionist is anti-Semitic. There was a resolution that was just passed in the House. It was a resolution or a law or something.
1: A resolution, that, yeah.
0: yeah. That basically equated anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism. Now, there are very real fears for Jewish people who see anti-Zionism and they see anti-Semitism coupled with it. That is one hundred percent a thing that happens. People, a lot of people are anti-Zionist because they're anti-Semitic. That is a reality of the of the world, right? Yes. But that does not mean that they're the same things. At least not to me, right? Like I don't think that being anti-Zionist means that you're anti-Semitic because you're talking about a government. At the very least, there is a debate there to be had right there's a conversation that you can have there and then just saying that one thing is equal to the other thing actually to me kind of minimizes the awfulness of anti-semitism also because like anti-semitism is fucking terrible like that shit should not happen and when you just say hey no no you this is also that then you are then you're lessening you know the awfulness of it so um Sorry, just to bring it back, it will be interesting to see the people, the celebrities, the kid from fucking Stranger Things, who is a piece of shit. I don't know how you watch that show. Um, well, and you should be ashamed of yourself. You should have known this entire time. Um, but, like, I will be interested to see what happens to somebody like that, right? There was a there was a, a Latina actress who was fired yep. from the Scream series for just posting, like, actual news, yeah. Because people said that it's anti-Semitism, right? And I hope that there is enough courage in media companies and in, you know, in you know, people that make movies, people that make content to call that shit out, right? I think that because there are so many more avenues for people to create content and to create entertainment and stuff like that, I hope what that means is that those folks like that actress from Screamer or whatever, mm-hmm. she finds a place. Because I don't think the establishment, I don't think the establishment would treat her and Juliana Margulies the same way. And that yeah. is fucking horseshit.
1: Yeah. I also, I want to say Susan Sarandon also lost her representation. But I will say that Susan Sarandon did say a dumb ass thing. She did. <laughs> she did.
0: She did a very... Uh, she did say a very.
1: Yeah, race. she said something like Jews are getting a taste of what it's like to be Muslim in America, and <laughs> I'm like, Susan, what are you saying?
0: You know, right as soon as you said that, yeah, Susan, what are you saying is the exact uh, right response to it? Like, Susan, you fucking old white lady, what the fuck are you? You're not <laughs> Susan! helping, Susan. Jesus Christ, yeah. Susan,
1: Sue, you're not helping. Okay, you know who is helping? Um, I didn't know. Do you watch The Gilded Age on HBO? Mm-mm. I feel like you would enjoy it.
0: I'm sure I would, too.
1: There's a you, lot of shows that I would love you lo- First of all, you love a period piece.
0: Excuse me? Yeah, no, I do love a period <laughs> and piece. And you
1: loved Downton Abbey.
0: I loved uh, Downton Abbey until they killed off Cousin Matthew. Spoiler oh, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that they killed off Cousin Matthew. He was the best character on the show. And I, after that, I was like, I'm done.
1: Yeah. And then they had that stupid race car driver husband for Mary. I was like... Get out nope. of here! No, thank you. <laughs> remember the second daughter? She's a mess.
0: Oh, uh, nobody likes her. What's her name? Louise? Who knows? I don't remember. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, you the um, like I... Gilded
1: Age. Okay, um, but Cynthia Nixon is in it, and Cynthia oh. Nixon, big time pro Palestinian. Uh, she's she's doing a she's doing a um I think she's working with If Not Now or with uh, JVP, and she's doing a um, what is it when you? <laughs> I'm such an asshole. What is it when you don't eat in protest? Starve? Fast?
0: Hunger strike?
1: Hunger strike. There it is. (laughs) Nailed it.
0: Wait, you were the first person they wanted to represent at this group, and you forgot the words hunger strike?
1: In my defense, (laughs) I went to sleep last night at 2 a.m., okay? Okay. After all this stuff went down.
0: Uh, uh, Clearly not after a hunger strike. Um, (laughs) Why... Why did you go with the Gilded Age for Cynthia Nixon and not Sex in the City?
1: Because I don't watch Sex in the City,
0: you know, I've watched um the original Sex in the City. I've probably watched it through twice. Um, and it w- <laughs> what? <laughs> so here's the thing. somebody uh, that I was in an entanglement with <laughs> was a big fan of Sex in the City, and it was how they would go to sleep every night. Okay. Um, and then I was like, hey, I'm watching these uh, these Episodes, I'd like to know what the backstory is So I just started watching it from the beginning And then I finished it And then I watched it again
1: Did you watch the movies?
0: I did watch both of the movies The second movie is one of the most Offensive pieces it's of shit I've ever so seen So offensive, you want to talk mm-hmm. about
1: anti-Arab Racism, do oh, not yes. watch that movie
0: Nope
1: Anyway, Cynthia Nixon though. <laughs> Cynthia
0: Nixon is working with Jason Pierre Paul. Is that what you said? JPP? What's JPP?
1: JVP, Jewish Voices for Peace.
0: Oh, JVP? Yeah. JPP. You know who JPP is?
1: Yeah, you just said it. Jason Pierce Paul.
0: Pierce Paul? Jason (laughs) Pierre Paul. (laughs) Whatever. He used to be a player for the Giants. He blew off his hands. He he blew off his fingers with firecrackers.
1: Slice his heart. Slice his heart. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, you know, the thing you were saying about like the dangers of calling all anti-Zionism, anti-Semitism. First of all, that's like that's a real push from Christian Zionists. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Yep. But the other thing is like in speaking with a lot of my friends who are Jewish and they are, you know, critical of Israel. They always say they're like you you can't to them. The reason why they don't like stuff like this is because to categorically associate all Jewish people with the state of Israel is anti-Semitic. Like if you do that, if you then equate criticism of a country with equate it with a criticism of Jewish people, then you are equating Jewish people with that country. And when you do that, that is actually anti-Semitic because then when that Jewish country goes and commits crimes, war crimes and kills 20,000 people in Uh, two months, then people will feel negatively about Jewish people because it's a representation, quote unquote, of the Jewish people. They're like, that is so fucked up. We can't have that. So we need to have the ability to criticize the state of Israel. And what's crazy is Israelis in Israel, Israelis in Israel are protesting against Netanyahu and protesting against this war. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are putting up stuff that say this is an apartheid. They want an end to the occupation because they live there and they want things to be free, right? And it's what's driving me bananas. Hey, speaking of Israel, okay. So you you know there's a Beyonce movie, the Renaissance movie came out.
0: <laughs> I'm I am interested to see this transition. Go on.
1: Okay. Well, you'll be interested. Okay. So people are mad. People are mad at Beyonce. Because they feel like um, she released a movie, um, Renaissance movie, in Israel, Mm -hmm. right? It's released worldwide. Yeah. And so there's all these people who are posting pictures and videos from movie theaters in Israel with the Israeli flag dancing and singing to you won't break my soul, right? To break my soul. And people are so mad at Beyonce because they're like, this could have been her moment. She could have said something. She could have pulled the movies from Israel, all this stuff. And I wanted to know your opinion on this obsession that we have currently of getting celebrities to say the right thing.
0: Well, or to be activists.
1: My...
0: Well, I, I would, you know, the person that I would uh uh look to for that is you, honestly. Oh. Be- because no, I mean so I, I don't know, right? It's like what is like what is the responsibility of somebody like Beyonce in this situation? Right. Like I'm sure she's a producer on the movie. I think she probably directed it. Cause it's a, a movie by Beyonce. I, I saw like the, um like apparently she form.
1: crafted the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Sure. Right. But at the end of the day, I think that movie is probably being released by a studio,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: you know, and, and those are the people that are in charge of distribution and all those things. Right. So, Do I think that Beyonce needs to make a statement at this point? I don't. I don't think anybody, I don't think any real celebrity or any celebrity really owes me anything other than to entertain me, right? That is, I think that is like a a healthy celebrity relationship is basically the celebrity makes a thing. I consume the thing. I feel a certain way about a thing. That's it. Anything beyond that is when we start getting into like some Tricky areas, right? Like, I, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, okay, uh, go on. Sorry,
1: okay. no, I, I agree with you. I just think like people were like, DJ Khaled is Palestinian and he hasn't said anything. I'm like, I don't think I need him to. I think I'm okay. I, like, I, I
0: think I, I think I'm pretty sure I know what DJ Khaled is gonna say. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be another one. That's all <laughs> I think he's gonna say. <laughs>
1: Also, like, I'm pretty sure that we're good without DJ (laughs) Holly's opinions on things. Like, I, I, the obsession that we have about like looking up celebrities and what does a celebrity say and did they take a stance and all that. That's where I feel like, and I've said this from the beginning, is that's where I feel like you get into situations where people post dumb shit. Like, they don't Mm -hmm. know about it. This isn't their wheelhouse. If they want to post something that's like, hey, donate to this class, like, do I think the celebrities have the power to, mobilize people yes of course Mm -hmm. but i this like this thing that people have where they want beyonce to be a revolutionary i'm like she's not going to be and she doesn't need to be like her art is her revolution right like that's where she is putting in her effort is her art and her music and all that kind of stuff like she doesn't owe it to anybody to pull anything and you're right like i did look it up it did say the film is directed written and produced by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's distributed by AMC theaters. Like, there's a lot of different people that are involved in, like, how yeah. movies get out there, right? And, like, her her pulling it from the theaters. Like, if the if Beyonce's music brings joy to people in Israel who are also suffering, what the, what the fuck is wrong with that? Absolutely nothing.
0: You, you know, that's the other thing. It's, like, it's not like she is... You know, releasing a movie in Israel and saying that, "Hey, here, watch this movie," and also I support the IDF. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, there are two different things, and honestly, like moving forward, there is also like you know, just like we make a distinction between the Jewish people and Israel, and saying yeah. that those who aren't the same thing. There is a very big distinction to make between like the people of Israel, the citizens of Israel. Versus the government of Israel, versus yes. like the military of Israel, right? So we won't get anywhere by vilifying innocent people. And that's yep. what it is, right? The fact that what does piss me off is that, you know, just the thought that, I mean, this is wrong, but the thought that people in Israel can go watch a Beyonce movie and dance along with it and dance yeah. along with the Israeli flag yeah. when I know what is happening to the yeah. Palestinians that are living in the same area. So I understand why people get upset about that. Yeah, stuff. It, is mean, yeah. It, it, it is
1: upsetting. Yeah.
0: It is kind of like the same thing when like people wanted Taylor Swift to speak up because she's from Tennessee and Marsha Blackburn is from Tennessee.
1: right? Yeah.
0: And she did. And people like that. Um. But is it absolutely required? No, I think the way that you have to look at it is say, okay, if the celebrity is making a comment, um, or if the celebrity says something that I disagree with, that's when you talk about where the celebrity's priorities lie, right? So that that's the reason why there's a difference between what Beyonce didn't say and what Juliana Margulies did say yeah. or did do, right? So I think yeah. that's where you make the distinction.
1: Yeah, exactly um so we lost kissinger uh no. juliana margulies is not doing great nope. but you know who is your favorite guy who is having a good time who georgie santos
0: oh uh, now
1: he got expelled from oh. did you know that he only served for a year or like two years
0: yeah he just got elected Twenty twenty.
1: Okay. why do why do we feel like he's been there forever
0: because the stories of him have been around forever and it's the fact that he has stuck around for as long as he has when he clearly should have been out like he should have never gotten sworn in right essentially that's the issue like they knew before he came to congress that he was a fraudster and a liar and all of those things and the establishment republican party or the established yeah the establishment in the republican party tried to get him out initially and then they were just like, "Oh fuck it, we'll just deal with it. We, we need the votes or whatever." Um, so they just let him hang out, and then they just saw that this guy is a fucking weight around our necks. So now we have to get rid of him. And even now, there are people on the Republican side that are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we voted out or we got kid we we kicked out George Santos."
1: What?
0: Yeah. So, so there are people because you know it hurts their votes. Right, yeah. they lost a member. Yeah, so that's the reason why. My favorite part about this is, and you know, I I don't want to be I, I don't I don't mean this to be, I it, this could be construed as homophobic, but the fact that George Careful. Santos, I know <laughs> the fact that when he after the vote after he got kicked out or something, George Santos said to hell with this place. This makes me giggle so much is this him just being a drama queen
1: uh listen like that's what i said i feel like george santos if he had decided to not go on congress go to congress and instead pursued reality television you know he would be my favorite person in the world
0: if instead of running for congress he had run to be your best friend your life would be so much better
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wish i did a podcast with him and not you oh you're muted
0: I'm saying you're almost there. We're not that far away.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. I loved it. I loved the tale. And you know what he did immediately after? He got on Cameo and he's charging $200 a message. Oh, do you want to?
0: Actually, I wonder. No. I hope the rates don't go up by August. No. Because that's what you're getting.
1: (laughs) No. But also, people in Congress are so stupid. Like Congress, like Democratic Congress people are, like members of the House are, um, paying for his cameos because they think it's funny I'm like he's he's the one laughing at the bank you idiot yeah. like why do you think this is a good idea they're like lol I got George Santos to say a thing for my friend I'm like okay
0: people have too much money <laughs>
1: they, <laughs> they control is a problem. our government god uh, boy. anyway um, bad time for men <laughs> I don't know what this transition is. Did you okay actually so there's lawsuits. Obviously we've talked about the Diddy lawsuit. There's another one. He finally posted a statement today saying, um, I'm uh I I should actually pull it up. He posted a statement. And I saw this tweet about it later that I thought was perfect. Um, He he posted a statement that enough is enough for the last couple of weeks. I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family and for the truth. And then I saw this tweet. In response to it, and it was this woman who was making music, and it made me laugh. I'm going to play it for you. Hold on.
0: That motherfucker's guilty. That motherfucker's guilty. That motherfucker's guilty. That
1: motherfucker's guilty. That
0: motherfucker's guilty.
1: Oh, it picked up. So anyway, it made me laugh. Listen. He's not a good guy. I did see a um, a tweet, or somebody in a podcast was talking about it, and they said that I saw it on TikTok. Okay, and it, it was somebody talking about <laughs> how um, Cassie's uh, lawyers s- took him to court as an employee of of Puff Daddy Diddy's um, company. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you do that is that it triggers uh like your corporate law or your co- corporate insurance okay and it goes directly to the insurance company of your corporation and an insurance okay. company is always going to settle yeah so they're like they're like not even going to fucking deal with it they're like no we're not we're not going to fuck around here we're not going to go to trial we're just going to give you the money to get yeah. this shut down right and so now and he's like uh, on boards of everything he's on boards for all of his companies. So all of so he's about to lose like literally everything that he has of under his name because of that. And now there's new allegations about him yeah. with teenage women. It's really bad. He's not a good guy.
0: It's just uh, you know these things happen, these things come out every time they come out about a male celebrity. It's <sighs> The easiest thing, I mean, and this is just through trial and error for me, is like you hear a story um, and you, you kind of want to have like an immediate reaction to it. Right. Like you say, oh, let me look at oh, I'm going to I'm going to look into the past of the person making the accusation because I think I want to investigate this or, you know, I just want to I want to come up with an with um with a verdict in my mind. So I know how to deal with the situation. The thing to do. Uh, that I've learned is just believe the women unless you have a reason not to believe them. Um, And that is as a guy, obviously I know that um, there could be instances where that is not true, but yes, that does happen in the world. And that is unfair to the people that that happens to. I am admitting that yes, but you also have to recognize that, you know, we live in a world where, a guy getting falsely accused of sexual assault is a bad thing. It does not in any way compare to the number of women that don't come forward because they are afraid of being called a a fake accuser, right? So like it's gray area, it's it's messy or whatever, but it is overwhelmingly, like like my sympathy, like when I look at those two, my, my sympathy overwhelmingly has to be on the side of, the women that are afraid to report, right? And they're afraid to report because they could be branded um, you know, like a like a like a liar or something, especially about this. So yeah. I saw that thing. I see that Diddy's cases are being piled up. I am, you know, that does make me think about well, what does that say about Diddy as a celebrity or whatever? But other than that, all you can say is, hey man, like to the women that are accusing him, you know, uh, sorry for for what you had to endure, if that's. You know, yeah. If the, and if,
1: that if you're the, continuing to endure by going exactly. through this, these yes. legal routes that you have to go through. Exactly. Uh, Eric Adams was also accused of something from 1994. Mm-hmm. Similar. And then this is related to Bravo. So we're going to go to this. It's uh, Marcellus Wiley. I've mentioned him before. His I know wife, him
0: as a football player.
1: Yes, correct. His wife, Anne-Marie Wiley, is a new real housewife of Beverly Hills last week was her first episode this week will be her second one we're not sure if bravo is going to edit her out because there is a lawsuit against her husband from 19- a 1994 incident of trigger warning um rape and sexual assault and so that's also happening and he's denied it i don't know where that trial, where that lawsuit is right now but Anne marie posted when you're caps real life is the definition of honorable and upstanding all they can do is fabricate lies
0: if i recall correctly marcellus wiley came up once before in this podcast Mm -hmm. because him and his wife posted some straight up homophobic and anti-trans stuff right oh
1: they're big big transphobic jerk faces yeah my
0: question is why the fuck would bravo not edit them out like what more (laughs) do you need like honestly like you were if you are if you're if the point of your shows is to provide entertainment and there is a person here that could potentially be involved in a criminal at like the most one of the most heinous criminal activities that you can think of but and but you're so sure there's gray area there if you want to argue but you already have evidence of them being homophobic and transphobic right Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. makes me question Bravo and also the people that consume Bravo and (laughs) maybe make money off of discussing Bravo. The floor is yours. I mean, mean, this is where I take my five minutes of silence. (laughs)
1: Listen, um, I agree. I do question Bravo. As you might remember, Bethany Frankel really, you know, rallied against Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) She
0: she changed your mind on Bravo.
1: She did. Yeah, totally. Um, No, I agree. I think that that I think that it, I've seen Bravo just not give a shit about people having transphobic views. You know who else is a transphobe, a massive one, mm-hmm. and also is on Bravo? Who? Martina Navratilova, big time what? turf. Oh, she's,
0: she's on, she. First of all, she's on uh, Bravo.
1: Yeah, she's a she's the first um, housewife of a housewife.
0: Oh, she's married to a housewife. Yeah, she uh, is. you know I. Um, uh obviously i i am uh i am anti anti anti-trans people i don't know what that makes me you're anti-turf yeah i'm anti-turf right i also feel like um as a dude that there are some things that i should uh keep my mouth shut about um (laughs) i i I don't agree with any of the turfs I, i i think that i understand where women are coming from in that argument right like i understand where I don't as are. a woman i well but I, I i can kind of see like there's it's not it's not just completely hate filled like the original thought of it is not completely hate filled to me because it does stem from a place of like caring about women mm-hmm. um but what happens every single time with every single person that starts off on that path it always goes to hatred like yeah. they like you have to at a certain point you have to, to like step into hatred and it's like, man, you don't have to do that, right? And I don't know how big of a turf Martina Navratilova is, but it's, just it's not
1: so kidding. she's she has um she actually recently went through two types of cancer, and so people are really sad for her. And like I would forget, I'd be like, oh, Martina, I hope she's okay. And then Martina mm-hmm. would just like take an opportunity to tweet something completely transphobic. You're like, Martina. What are you doing? So my point is that I think that Bravo is like, "Hmm, we're going to let it slide with the transphobia. (laughs) But like I can totally see Bravo looking at the Marcellus Wiley situation and using that as a reason why Anne-Marie Wiley should be on because it's like they love that shit of like having a woman come on television who's like going through a difficult thing with her husband and then has to like force her to be on television to defend her marriage. Like that is – that is like peak Real Housewives of Beverly Hills shit. Like they love doing that. And women love signing up for it. And it makes me very uncomfortable. But um, I, I mean, hope that they just know, edit her out. I don't want Yeah, it.
0: I understand Bravo wanting to do that, you know, trying to show big for like the dramatic reasons or whatever, of trying to show a, a wife having to defend her husband. But it's one thing if you're defending your husband for fraud. It's a whole other thing when there is an accuser and a victim on the other yeah. end you know what i mean that's just get her off man like you can find another i'm sure you you can find another piece of shit to be on that show for you
1: yeah exactly i agree um let's see what else do i have you want to talk about ugh, i was trying to avoid it but we must the 49ers and the eagles played and the 49ers won very well, no, actually. They not, were kind yeah. of like really embarrassed the Eagles, no, yeah, to be honest. Kind of,
0: I didn't want to. I didn't want to say. So you were kind enough to invite me to your house. I will say, um, I only acted inappropriately once. Um, that was the 50-yard Debo Samuel touchdown when I uh, violently uh, fist pumped in the air and I said, "Let's go, baby!" While your poor husband had to sit there and watch me. Um, here's the thing. The 49ers, to me, obviously, I love them. They're my favorite team. They've been my favorite sports franchise uh, for the the last 30 years. To me, they're the best team in the NFL. And I think this victory, the fact that it was as resounding as it was, goes to prove to me that, yes, they are, in fact, the best team in the NFL. So that has set some expectations for me. Now, because I'm a classy man and the 49ers are a classy organization, I am not going to take this moment to, uh, dance on the grave of the Eagles. Yeah. I am not going to take this moment to, um, to, uh, you know, say anything to their fans who may or may not be listening. Um, because I do love, uh, two of their children. Um, and, but I think really what it comes down to is the 49ers had a great day. Um, I think I do believe the 49ers are better than the Eagles. I don't think they're 42 to 19 better than the Eagles. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, you know, it's it's great to see. I'm very excited for my team. Um, I love watching my offense. I love that the defense is coming together. My question to you. Yes. Is that you have watched the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Now that is a Super Bowl that I was also rooting for the Eagles, obviously. Of course. And I very much enjoyed that Super Bowl. I have never watched the 49ers win a Super Bowl. As my mm. sister, isn't it your responsibility or isn't it just right that you also root for the 49ers because of how happy it would make me? And mm. actually, that goes out to all the listeners. Just be happy for me. <laughs> root for my team. I seem like a nice guy, right? I seem like I have Riz. Um <laughs>
1: You said earlier it was a resounding win, and I was like, emphasis on Riz for them. They did have a lot of Riz that day. Uh, No, I don't give a shit about your feelings. And I will say when it's the 49ers versus anybody else, I always root for the 49ers. But when it's the 49ers versus the Eagles, I do have to root for the Eagles. Now, I will say that if the Eagles begin to screw the pooch, as they say, as the season goes on, um then yeah my my team is gonna be the 49ers but you know that about me like that's i don't know why you put me on the spot every single time like i don't know what you want you want me to leave my husband is that what you want you weirdo um
0: Uh, um hold on also you you said that
1: the 49ers are a classy team but i just wanted to remind you that nick bosa exists
0: yeah and he's fantastic and i love him I don't care. Listen, the fact that we want celebrities to make a blah, 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 blah. No, I'm joking. No, okay. Nick Bosa and yeah. his uh, dad and his brother are Trumpers. And that's the thing that I don't love. And his girlfriend, I think, is a white supremacist. Anyways, um, but, he, you know, he's a potentially defensive player of the year. So, you know, you uh, give and take. Um, anyways, um, what was I going to say? Wait, so um, you're going to you're going to jump on the 49ers bandwagon if you think that the Eagles that they're better than the Eagles?
1: No, my team that's not the bandwagon. I'm just saying if the Eagles start to do poorly and they lose their chances of getting to the end, then I will <laughs> root for the 49ers. My number 1 team that I want to see win at all is the Eagles and then the next one is the 49ers. That's it.
0: So let's say if the 49ers and Eagles are playing in the NFC Championship game like they did last year. Yeah. Right? And the 49ers are favored okay. because they are, they're the better team or whatever. Okay. You would still root for the Eagles?
1: I live with this man in this house. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> God. Oh,
0: are we, first of all, are we even sure about this relationship? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right. Um, I will say this: that if I was to find myself single again, there would be no more football for me. I'd be done. Really?
0: You don't like yeah. football? Do you? It's, actually, I don't. I don't know this about you. Like, do you enjoy watching a football game?
1: I do enjoy watching a football game. I just don't care. I'll watch a football I game care. the way I'll watch, I don't know, uh, a, a Tom Cruise movie. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs>
0: It's just fucking stabbing me in the heart. Okay, <laughs> But go on. it's just
1: like, okay, that's cool. Do you,
0: let me ask you a question. Since you don't have a rooting interest in other than, you know, whatever the ego's playing, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you find it visually appealing? Do you find a football, like an offense visually appealing? Like, you know, basketball, I can watch any basketball game because part of it is it's like a ballet. Like if you actually look at the athlete, athletes and you see how they're like running plays and stuff, mm-hmm. like somebody shooting a jump shot, on its own is a beautiful image. You know what I mean? At least to me it is. Or okay. do you not see well, that? Put as, your at all?
1: dong away. And <laughs> I um no, I, I like I see the athleticism and I see like the marvel of these men doing the things that they do. Like I I think that it's amazing in that way. But it's like if I was to and I love going to the games. Like I have more fun mm-hmm. going to the games than I think my husband does. Like I think that he's really stressed out when he's at the games. Whereas I'm having the time of my life. I'm having so much fun.
0: You like the fanfare.
1: I love the fanfare, but I also enjoy watching like the athleticism in person. Also, the butts are nice, but (laughs) like visually, and I'm not one of those people that's like, like, you know, I think you're like this and maybe Fod's even more like this where like he can watch a game and be like, oh, they did this with this route and the that. And I'm like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what that means. Right. Um, But if I was to never watch football again, I'd be okay. I wouldn't be, like, missing out on anything. I'd still watch. I enjoy watching, but it's just not something that I seek out to watch, you know? So
0: I bring this up because one of the things that I want you to focus on, if you can focus on, if you can bring yourself to it, cold-hearted witch, um, <laughs> is to watch the 49ers offense. It is, like, a beautiful symphony. Okay. The even like the line play, even like a 4-yard run, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Everyone is working together. It's like a it's like a dance. So I'm just okay. saying just enjoy that. It's it's just a beautiful thing, and that's why okay. I love this team.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Relax. Um I've never I've never seen a Super Bowl win. How does that uh, make you feel? Is that is that sad for you? Is that aren't you sad for me?
1: No. <laughs> Um. Anyway, you know who else really is into football now? (laughs) Times Person of the Year. Yeah, Taylor Swift. I'm trying to find the quote. There was a quote about it. She said something like, "I'm gonna try to find it." She said something like, "I didn't know. I didn't know much. I didn't know about football before. It's really fun, or something like that." Like she said something. like, I didn't realize that the NFL was such a fun time or that I needed football in my life. I'm like, Taylor, please. Anyway, she's Time's Person of the Year. Makes sense. All right. Um, She said this thing that made me laugh. She said, I've also learned there's no point in actively trying to, quote unquote, defeat your enemies. Trash takes itself out every single time. Oh. As a person who's usually on trash duty, is that true? <laughs>
0: Trash does not in fact take itself out. You need mm-hmm. somebody to take the trash out,
1: yeah, so anyway,
0: I read an article about Taylor Swift, and maybe we don't have time to get into it right now. It was uh, the article was stupid because it tried to tie Taylor Swift's music to like a centuries old like religious cult or whatever, but the crux of the article was about mm-hmm. the dangers. Of what, well, the dangers or you know whether this is something that we should talk about, but the, the fact that most of Taylor Swift's songs, most of the stories are about doomed love, right? Okay. And is that a good thing? Is that a healthy thing for people to be thinking about? I think the, the the I think the connection that they tried to make was like, okay, people love Titanic, and part of the reason why people love Titanic is the fact that he dies at the end. Right. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert: um, Him, Jack Dawson, and cousin Matthew from *Downton Abbey* die. <laughs> um, dead. Yeah, but so they were like, you know, that that creates a fervor because you're sad and you want to feel this emotion and you want to cry and all these and all that other stuff, right? Like, is a fact that Taylor Swift's music is primarily about doomed love something that we need to watch out for?
1: No, because that would be like saying that we need to – that's ridiculous. It's like saying like Romeo and Juliet is a thing that we need to like be careful about. It's like, okay. That's
0: that's another thing that they brought up in the thing. So it's – according to this article, there was a sect of Christians in like the 12th or 13th century that believed that part of, you know, getting back with God was the fact that you had to experience heartache like that you had to be doomed. And that is ultimately what will free your soul because you will be back with God. So it's, you know, it's like, that's not the most positive or healthy outlook, right? Anyways, these people were massacred by the Christian church because they were like, it was like heresy or something. Okay, Um, But according to this article, their stories or their fervor survived in poetry and songs and stuff like that. And that's what influenced the West um uh the West uh, addiction to doomed love.
1: Okay. But that's crazy and... because so much of like Pakistani poetry and South Asian poetry is also about doomed love. Yeah. We have so many stories. Like every single love story that we have in South Asian culture, like Hiranja, Sony Mahiwal. uh who else is there? There's a bunch me of me and them. Katrina Kef you and Katrina have deem- doomed love doomed since love. the beginning i swear you're yeah. I, I swear you're right and abhishek bachchan allegedly ooh, doomed love ooh, ooh, might ooh. be getting divorced oh you heard it here first um <laughs> allegedly uh but yeah i mean i feel like doomed love like that's. It's not like that. That's. This is the most stupid thing. It's. It makes me angry. Actually, they're like, the West came up with doomed love. Suck my dick. That's ridiculous.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry I brought it up. I was just trying to, to stop. Take-
1: no. Enough. Enough. Okay.
0: To hell with this place. <laughs>